Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. We offer a number of ways to help you with your journey here at Anxiety Coaches Podcast, and I hope you will take advantage of everything that we offer. Be sure to subscribe to this twice-a-week podcast. I'd also suggest visiting our website where you can sign up for our newsletter, you can listen to the 10-minute body scan meditation, and check out the group and one-on-one coaching options, along with the resources and more information on anxiety. Go to anxietycoachespodcast.com and check all that out today. In today's episode, I want to talk to you about solitude as a healing salve for stress and anxiety. I really have an interest in the lack of solitude that many people currently experience. We have so much to do. We have lists of things. We have work. We have family. We have our cell phones, um, our screens, and doesn't seem that we get as much solitude naturally as we just used to in life. Um, so I, I'm thinking that we need to pay a little bit more attention to it because being able to be in solitude is huge for feeling the actual healing of your own nervous system. And so I was real, this was really brought clearly to my attention. Solitude, I think about it all the time. I I enjoy solitude myself. It's been a huge part of my own healing experience. And I find that people become more creative and more actually more deeply involved in their lives when they have opportunity for solitude. So it's been um, puzzling to me as to why we just don't take it ourselves. And it's probably because we don't think about it, right? Most of us are not thinking, oh, I need to go and be alone. If you are on the continuum of introvert to extrovert, if you happen to lean toward the introverted side, you probably do desire solitude. But, um, you know, everyone needs some solitude, no matter where you are. Even if you are highly extroverted, you're, you need to be in touch with your own soul and your own self out there without any input from your environmental world. So uh, I was recently going through my mail, and you know I love posts by Leo Babuta, and uh, I'll put a link to his entire post in the show notes. But he had uh, asked the question of, how often do you take time to go out for an hour-long walk? to just sit outside doing nothing in nature, but contemplating and enjoying the silence. And, oh, I loved reading that because, um, yes, how often do we do that? It's very important to take a quick look at it for yourself. Um, when did you go out just to walk 
just to go walk for an hour, not to go um, get your particular exercise walk in, which that's important too, but often there is a goal there. I'm talking about just go wander, uh, wander the neighborhood, wander the field, wander the trails, um, but go or, or just sit out in nature doing nothing that doesn't even take any uh, physical uh, uh, expertise or special sneakers, uh, just to go and sit and do nothing but contemplate and enjoy the silence. And that's the inner silence because the outer world will ha- have its noises and you can you can let your ears follow that. It can be a beautiful way to actually be able to tap into inner healing that is there waiting for you. This solitude is like a salve for your soul. It can bring about just a calmness and a peace, but we have to be the ones to go out and get it. And so a lot of us look at this as a luxury, right? The struggle of our daily existence is often tied very closely to survival. And so we don't even have the opportunity to think of taking an hour that wasn't somehow productive, somehow making us money or somehow benefiting um, ourselves or our family. We, we don't even give ourselves the luxury of that thought, um, but it can actually help to help you deal with all of those stresses, those survival stresses, once you are able to feel this peace, this um, ability to be aware of life on a deeper level. And you can actually be more creative. You can work more efficiently, more effectively, but you must be able to take some time for yourself alone, solitary, and just let yourself be. The main driver of uh, our busyness and our distraction, Leo goes on to say in his article, is uncertainty. Now, this is something that everybody who's listening is aware of. Uncertainty. Uncertainty is woven into every hour of our lives. We're uncertain about so many things. We're uncertain about what we should do. We're uncertain about who we are, whether we're good enough, what we're doing is good enough, what's going to happen, what's going on in the world at large, and how to deal with the overwhelmingness of life. We don't often acknowledge it, but we feel uncertainty, Leo says, all day long. And I know this from working with you guys. I know this from my clients, from the people in the Facebook group that are in our mini and full memberships. This uncertainty is such a driver of our fear and it is driven. It has driven us to distraction. We stay busy and we stay distracted because we are uncertain. And so Leo says to deal with that feeling of uncertainty, of the groundlessness of not having stability in our lives, we cling to comforts and distractions. We procrastinate and put off the habits we want to form. We are constantly busy and messaging and more. And if we get a little downtime, we will pick up our phones or jump into our favorite video site to watch something. 
Now, I want to say everybody does these things, and we actually do well to have some kind of a little place to go to catch our breath, to switch gears. Uh, sometimes it's a book, sometimes it's a video with um, YouTube or whatever. Um, maybe it's the news. Everybody's got their place to go, but I hope if you have anxiety, you're not going to the news. But what we want to be careful of is that these are not knee-jerk reactions. These need to be responses to life. We want to be aware and cognizant of exactly what we're doing. We don't want to be just led around by our past habits because many of the habits that we have developed in the past have not been ones that are helpful for us. And they may be ones that are keeping us in our anxiety loop. The idea of being in solitude, of having quiet in our lives and a time for contemplation might seem nice to many of us. But when it comes time to actually do it, we cling to busyness because of our feeling of uncertainty. I can't because I have too much to do, just one more email, just one more video, and so it goes. And yet this constant busyness and distraction is draining us. We are always on, always connected, always stimulated, always using energy. And yeah, boy, he nailed it there. We are constantly busy, and the distraction of it all is draining us. This is where we need to kind of go on faith, if you will. Like I'm asking you to find a place in your daily life. Yes, you have your meditation time, and hopefully that is your 10 minutes, or maybe you're up to 20 minutes. Um, maybe you're still at one minute, as long as you're doing it. That's important, and that's something that I want you to continue to do, because that is almost, that's like taking medicine. <laughs> that is the medicine, but it takes, you know, 10, 20 minutes a day to take it, right? Continue that, but also give yourself a time for solitude where you don't have your meditation to do. You don't have a particular, you know, like you're not going to lay down to take a nap. We want to stay in our ability to be in solitude, to be fully awake and aware. And so use that as just a place to go and be. Let yourself begin to learn to be. I know I talked about being in a recent podcast, um, and I want you to keep cultivating this, just this being, and take some time out of your busy schedule. You may have to carve it right out. You may have to make an appointment, you in solitude, and you have to go and just be. Let yourself feel the discomfort of it at first, because it probably will feel uncomfortable to begin with. And you may be questioning, why am I wasting my time doing this? But hang in there, hang in there with us. Um, I think that Leo states it really well a little bit further on here. So let's keep going. What would it be like to disconnect every single day for an hour? To remove ourselves from TV books, devices, and just go out for a walk to not be productive, but connected to nature. Now, I'm wondering if you can do this. 
Let go of the TV, the books, the devices, your pedometer that's counting your steps, all of it. Let it all go. Maybe you don't go for a walk. Maybe you find a park bench that you sit on and stare at the pond. Let it be just downtime. Downtime with you and the environment. And this can happen. You can stare up at the sky. You can go for a walk. But don't take any of your devices or your to-do lists with you. See if you can find a place to be connected. Now, Leo's talking here about every single day for an hour. And I think that would be a wonderful treasure if you could do. But don't put the pressure on yourself for it to be an hour. Why don't you start with 15 minutes? Give yourself the gift of 15 minutes of you and your environment. Nature, look at the sky, look at a tree, walk the walk around your environment. Leo goes on to say, we could use the downtime. We could use the time to let ourselves recharge and be replenished by nature. We could use the movement the quietude that gives our brains a chance to rest, the space for contemplation and nothingness. To do this, we have to stop letting the uncertainty rule our lives. It can be with us, a constant companion, and we can learn to be comfortable with it and even love it as it is, but it doesn't have to drive us. I think this is really good medicine here from Leo, and we could use this downtime. It can actually be a time that recharges and replenishes us simply by being in nature or your environment. We don't, we can have the uncertainty be with us, it, but it doesn't have to rule us. Again, we, this is when we change our focus and we let that uncertainty fall to the background and we bring to the foreground our ability to just be with where we are, be it in nature, be it in our home, looking at a beautiful flower or a candle or out the window at the sky. The way we shift This, Leo goes on to say, is to create the space for solitude, even just half an hour. And I'm offering you even 15 minutes, guys. And then make it happen. Watch your mind try to rationalize why you shouldn't do it or have an urge to put the solitude off for just a little longer. Then don't give in to that urge, but instead go to the solitude and be with your urges your rationalizations, your stress. See what happens when you give these things some space. They air out, they calm down, and you get nourished by the space and life around you. And I couldn't agree more. This time, he says half an hour or an hour, I'm going to put it down to 15 minutes just to get you started so you can begin the habit and then make it longer as time goes on. I would love to have you do that, but do start it 15 minutes and watch your mind. It's going to give you a hard time. It's going to tell you you shouldn't do this. You could be spending this time getting X, Y, Z done and stay with those urges. This is what we talk about here at ACP when we talk about being with the discomfort. 
and learning to be able to have more distress tolerance. We can feel these distressing, uncomfortable things and we can tolerate it. We can be with it. We don't need to give into it all the time. Thank goodness we don't give in to every urge that we have, but instead go to the solitude and be with those urges, be with those rationalizations, be with the stress, let it be there. It's okay. I hope this show has been helpful for you. And if you have anything that you would like to have answered on the show, you can go to our website, anxietycoachespodcast.com and click on the microphone on the right-hand side of the page, and you can leave us an audio question that I could play on the air and answer just for you. That's it for today's episode. And before I read today's quote, I want to put out a personal invitation to those of you who would like to take your healing and your clearing of your anxiety panic to another level. If you are not someone who wants to join a group coaching program, you may be interested in joining in with me on coaching one-on-one. You can learn more about that at the website, anxietycoachespodcast.com and go to the one-on-one coaching page. Feel free to send me an email anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com with coaching in the subject, and I'll be sure to get back with you and we'll take it from there. No need to have this drag on forever. And now for today's quote. Now more than ever, we need our solitude. Being alone gives us the power to regulate and adjust our lives. It can teach us fortitude and the ability to satisfy our own needs. A restorer of energy, the stillness of alone experiences provides us with much-needed rest. It brings forth our longing to explore, our curiosity about the unknown, our will to be an individual, our hopes for freedom. Alone time is fuel for life. And that's from Dr. Esther Buckles. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com. 